You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Drinks with Johnny podcast. Thanks for tuning in and to all you moms out there. I hope you had a wonderful Mother's Day and were taken care of very well. And speaking of taking care of your moms, I got a couple of comedians on the show this week that know just how to do that. Jeremiah Watkins and Peter Banachowski, who came on the show. They came over to my house. We talked about the ability of Peter to take his saxophone skills and bring it into oral sex and take care of all the MILFs out there. Um, It was a lot of fun. These guys are absolutely hilarious. I just let it roll as much as I could. We ended up playing a little round of pool at the end of it up here in uh, in my bonus room right next to my bar. We had some drinks. We had some laughs. Peter picked up a potato chip off the floor and ate it before we hit record. It was amazing time. I was really happy to get to know these guys. Very funny. Very insightful also into the world of comedy. What's going on these days after uh, guys like Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were accosted on stage. And how that's actually kind of the norm for, uh, unfortunately, for a lot of the guys in the clubs. And it's just coming out to the to the limelight that you know bigger comedians are, are also dealing with this. And uh, hopefully we can get past this. This uh, this culture obviously needs to stop. And uh, hopefully we get into that. We get we get into so much more about their improv comedy, where they started, uh, and where they're, what they're doing now with it. Uh, Jeremiah has his show Stand Up on the Spot that he does live at the at the historical comedy store here in L.A., where he and a bunch of other comedians uh, take suggestions from the crowd and just improv some jokes about it. it's a lot of fun you could uh, see some of these episodes of stand up on the spot on jeremiah's youtube channel uh, as well as listening to more of jeremiah watkins uh, at the super bros podcast and the jeremiah wonders podcast uh, peter B- banachowski i have so much trouble saying his last name i'm sorry peter uh, uh, has his uh, comedy album out, uh, Getting Fired from the Cruise. It's absolutely hilarious. I strongly suggest everyone go and listen to that. Uh, right after you finish listening to this episode. So without further ado, I bring you Jeremiah and Peter, a couple of funny dudes. Welcome to Drinks with Johnny. I'm sitting here with a couple of funny motherfuckers, Jeremiah, Watkins, and Peter. We're here, and Peter's the guy, I, I'm not even going to say his last name, because I just met him, and I dropped one of these chips on the floor on the way in. 
And he, without hesitation, picked it up and threw it right in his mouth. And I just <laughs> met this man. Yeah. Just this says never a lot been in Johnny's house before or anything. Yeah. He dropped a chip. It was like, oh, five seconds. Okay. <laughs> Popped it right in. <laughs> I thought it would be disrespectful to not eat it. I, you know <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I, so I, I like it. Dirty your floor? Like, it's so yeah. nice. Well, I, I, I don't know about that. I don't know if you really want to be eating off my floor. No, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you did you did disclose that you've, uh, you're aware of my band. You do know who we are. Oh so my that God. Was, and, then you, and then you pick up a chip and, and eat it. Like, that's so wait, so, so after he said that, that he was aware of your band, did you take it as like, like he saw you, you drop the chip, was like, oh, one of Johnny's chips. <laughs> <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta eat it real quick. <laughs> I, gotta consume I, it. Didn't, I didn't think that until you just said okay, it. Okay, I thought it, I thought it. <laughs> He like framed it. <laughs> so how are we doing today? You guys just uh, came in, you have a show in La Jolla tonight, right? Yeah, doing uh, the La Jolla Comedy Store. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you guys on tour together right now? and Or is this just like a From time few shows time. here and there? Yeah, we do shows like, um, uh, I, I, I try to, to, to do as many shows as I can with Peter. He's super funny. And uh, he did my show Stand Up on the Spot last night at uh, the Comedy Store. Yeah. And uh, killed it. It was super fun. We're starting to do like a series on YouTube where we're releasing them as uh, episodes with different comics. And it's been super fun. Comedians go up with no prepared material, ask the right. audience for suggestions, and then you have to create stand up on the spot. So it's the hardest show in comedy, but when it works out, it's beautiful. I watched a little bit of it, and I saw Eric Griffin talking shit on it as he was doing it. That <laughs> I know, was, that yeah. Was, that was pretty awesome. Yeah, I was yeah. like, well, I mean, that's Eric Griffin, though. Oh, no, that's like, it was, that's just, yeah. What are we doing? Uh, Why am I here? What am yeah, I doing yeah. this for? Oh, floor? here we and go. Yeah, yeah, and it's hilarious. Yeah, he should get the tattoo, here we go, across his chest. <laughs> here we go. That's his demeanor on everything. <laughs> so how did, was this your first time on, uh, on the spot? No, me and Jeremiah, we've known each other since like 2010 when we yeah. sort of moved to LA okay. at the same time doing stand-up comedy and knowing nobody. And we were like part of a group of comedians who also did improv, which was like they hate each other, improvisers and comedians. But we're like, it's just comedy, baby. We just want to like make people <laughs> laugh. Like, who cares? And so we'd do shows together, stand-up and improv. And so I did it like 10 years ago when it first started. Yeah, he was doing a lot of those those early shows. And yeah, it's a, it was a weird small community of we found like only a couple other stand-ups in the scene who also did improv that didn't hate it, that were like, oh, we should do a group then because, you know, we formed our own like kind of like improv band and, yeah. and we were successful locally. Like we were winning like improv tournaments. It sounds so nerdy. They have <laughs> tournaments. Improv tournaments. They have tournaments they for have this? tournaments yeah. for it. Yeah. Okay. Elimination yeah. style. Elimination style based on the audience's uh, applause. And we yeah. would never bring anybody to our, yeah. we wouldn't invite anybody. And we would win against people who brought like tons of people. Oh, oh, wow. We'll make your mom clap for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, will, yeah. we will steal your friends. She loves some good old white Midwestern improv boys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hear that's big in the MILF scene. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's actually a category of porn, improv MILF porn. <laughs> it's, it's very specific, but like while we're having it's sex, so like, can I get any suggestions? Or what, you <laughs> <laughs> what are we that, doing here? Is that, is that how it works? Is, is that, is that where, you, where you work out your material? Like yeah, totally. Her, like throw it up. Like, yeah. what do you want? Right, let's go. Yeah, let's oh, do yeah. it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, cool. So, yeah, I like that you, you went straight to the saxophone, like eating pussy thing, because that was one of the things that you had on your on your oh album. yeah that's joke. the opening I had to open with because yeah, you, you did this which we all know is the universal sign for coming up for air oh yeah, yeah of course you know that was 
I, I found that hilarious about the uh, the saxophone and correlation. Why don't you talk a little bit about that for it? Uh, it was like, it was just it's such a stupid skill, but like I don't know. I, I you know in the past I've had girlfriends and they're always like, "Wow, you're really good at going down on me." And I would just be like, "Yeah, because I play sax." You know, like that's all we did was <laughs> finger and tongue and blow and like this is like <laughs> that's the saxophone. Is there blowing yeah. involved? I I mean I feel bad for. Well, my I don't know. Maybe I maybe I blew. Oh yeah. Maybe I shouldn't have. But <laughs> I'm trying to create a different noise. Just trying know? to get it yeah. to like yes. like, like the stomach to pop up a little. Throwing the saxophone. Like, what is happening? <laughs> Too much. These, this church event is like getting really awkward over here. Well, then you add in the improv to it too, right? So sax, sax improv. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to be doing the same thing over and over, right? You got to keep it fresh. Right? Or do you have a routine? No, there is no. I, I'm such a nerd of jazz. Like I grew up listening to jazz. I'm still talking about like, eating pussy. No, that's the thing, though. Oh, I am okay. too. That's why it just, <laughs> I grew up a nerd of eating pussy. Like I studied it, like, like I, I got inspired by a lot of different yeah. greats. I studied how Louis Armstrong ate pussy, how yeah. Mr. Gordon ate pussy. How do you wow. find that out? Where, where are the books on this? I, I need to find research. them. I did some research, yeah. I did some heavy research. A lot of family audio talks, you know what I mean? Trying to get to know them. A lot of overnight lounges. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it was like I view everything as jazz, and like that's the thing about improv, though. To me, it's just talking jazz. Like everything was, everything's jazz. You know, you can improvise it. There's a little structure. You riff on it, and you move away from it. But that's how I treat eating pussy. You have a few key things you go to, and then there's how you riff on it, and then you have to feel out your audience and see yeah. what they're vibing with. Like it's a whole thing. You sound like the coolest old black jazz. <laughs> Don't worry, cat. Everything's jazz. Eat pussy jazz. Eat pussy jazz. It's all jazz. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like actually like closing my eyes and picturing that dude, and he's like the coolest dude in the smokiest lounge. Of ever. course, <laughs> he has sunglasses that, that arrive to his face without his hands moving at all. They just slowly float. I'm like, what is happening right now? Cigarette enters the picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything jazz. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that is fucking hilarious, though. Um, yeah. Back to the improv uh, group, though. Like, who all is uh, when you guys were starting these tournaments? Who did you? Who'd you team up with every time? Did you mix it up? Or? We had we had a, a, a four uh, person improv group that was uh, me, Peter Banchowski, Christopher Edwards, and Justin Alexio. And and those guys, um, one of them is not so much in comedy anymore. He's still hilarious. We we saw him at a buddy's wedding recently. Uh, I want him to do more comedy stuff because he's so yeah, funny. He's uh, and then Justin Alexio, he's uh, like very funny comedian and like comedic actor. He books like a ton of commercials and stuff now. But like we all kind of like went similar and different paths with comedy. Yeah. And yeah. we just like we just vibed and we were called Value Menu and we used to <laughs> Value Menu. Yeah. yeah. Cheap comedy. Cheap comedy. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, like we had no again no shame man. I'm eating chips off the floor. You think yeah. that. Like that's how we rolled. Just what, like, what, what is what is your item off the va value menu? Well, you're wearing Taco Bell. Like that's our favorite. That's Those our favorite. favorite. Chain. We yeah. a, a, anytime we hit the road, Did we stop at a Taco Bell at the end of Did the, you guys the see game. See that they uh, have the nacho fries. Nacho back? fries are back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, get, you guys gonna hit them up this weekend? Probably, probably tonight. Point. Yeah, probably like, we're gonna we're gonna get a proper Southern California burrito when we go to San Diego. Okay, right, but right. then we're gonna go late night. We'll yeah, go it's to like Taco the drive Bell. home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All, you the, got it. all the real stores are closed, and you just have that lonely bell. 
You know, they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> you gotta stack I, I also yeah. love the commercials that like have no shame in admitting that. They're like, oh yeah, we're late night. Like, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're not, they're, they're no longer showing them like in the afternoon, like all this having fun eating. They're, oh it's yeah. It's like late night. They glamorize it, but everyone knows they feel like shit. They're just going, oh <laughs> yeah. They, they stopped, they pulled the plug on their, their morning advertisements for their breakfast. <laughs> they're yeah. not like showing those commercials anymore yeah. because everybody's like, yeah, I got horrible diarrhea as soon as <laughs> I put it in my mouth. At Seven o'clock in the morning. Why yeah. are we doing this? Their clientele isn't eating breakfast till noon anyway. You oh know yeah, what I mean, yeah, it's they're like, all stoners. They're, yeah. they're they used to try to advertise people like in ties and stuff. Even talk about, <laughs> and slowly they're becoming like slovenly people that are just like in hoodies and like afraid of sunlight and stuff like that. So, well, you got the uh, Phil Collins Pizza. Hut oh shirt, yeah, man. dude. Speaking of some cool shit, like. You big Pizza Hut fan or Phil Collins or both? Both. Yeah, no, <laughs> absolutely no. When when I got the shirt, I was like, this is like a perfect fusion of the two things that I love. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you find that shirt? Oh, they are gonna kill me that I'm not remembering the name of this company right now. It's a funny um, shirt company that's online. Uh, I'll try to think of it by the end of this episode. Oh, it's okay. If you, if you want, we could just add it in and, and overdubbing. Like we had Annette uh, Mahendru on the show. Yes. And she couldn't remember your name when we were talking about uh, the, the improv group. Uh, the Groundlings. The Groundlings, yeah. And she yeah. Remember, she's like, this guy, like he was so funny. She was talking about him and then like we're, I was like, oh, don't worry about it. We can put it in post. And we actually did end up putting it in post. Oh, let's do that. Hilarious. Let's do that. So <laughs> this camera right here. Uh, this shirt is brought to you by... <laughs> That's perfect. That's gonna be so well. That's so funny. I'll send you a voice memo later. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, put yeah. it on there. That that will actually be better, like a phone call quality versus the microphone. It'll just like be. Oh, it'll it'll be. It'll so, be great. Yeah, that, yeah. We're yeah. onto something. Though. Oh, absolutely. So, how did you guys meet? By the way, uh, we a random open mic in L.A. Uh, we like um, when you start doing open mics uh, around any scene, whether it's like L.A., New York, Chicago, whatever scene you're in you start seeing the same amount of people and you start seeing the people who kind of are looking at it as more like a hobby versus the people who are seriously doing it. Yeah. And I kept seeing this dude at like every mic that I was going to and we became friends pretty quickly. Uh, Midwestern, we're both Midwesterners and uh, we just kind of hit it off and comedically like I liked his jokes a lot and uh, he, he thought he liked, <laughs> I don't know. I the way I did things, I don't know. Yeah, you're just you're just big and explosive, and like yeah. Jeremiah is known for doing like huge act outs and just being a cartoon on stage, and that's so rare because I think everybody, you know, there was like an age with like you know with you know the rise of Dave Chappelle or Louis C.K. These guys who were just sort of more doing the jokes, and as Dave Chappelle got more serious, everyone's like, comedy's so serious, and and he would just go up there and do like a five minute act out of like eating cake by being shot with a tranquilizer gun, but still trying to eat the cake. And you're just like, what is this guy doing? It's so different and weird and funny and just, you know, comedy for the sake of comedy. You yeah. Know, which you, I, I kind of miss, like, I feel like there's always gotten a little pretension into comedy, it's like sometimes you just gotta just make a you know pussy joke or just uh, just keep it. I don't know. Keep or it. talk about the fact that you used to think uh, uh, poop came from your uh, testicles. That's right? so true though. Like that's yeah. real stuff, man. Another I good bit. Testicles <laughs> are <laughs> solid <poop> bit. <laughs> <laughs> poop balls. We're all sitting no, on did them. You, did you? It, what, is that? So it, I gotta ask the question: Is that a one hundred percent true thing? And you created the bit out of it, or was that something that you're just like? It would be funny, or no? If if I'm talking about it, it's like I'd say seventy percent to one hundred percent truth, and that okay. one's like a hundred percent truth. Okay, where cool. I legit didn't know what my balls were, and I would take shits, and I thought it was just a holding cell for poo. Because <laughs> this, this is like a, is this up is like, till this is up till how old? 
I don't know. Probably it was probably Dude, like too 29? old. Like, <laughs> like, I didn't have a sex ed class. I don't know what happened, dude. Like, I've never seen the internet before. Like, I was like, every time I came, I was like, why isn't poop coming out of this dick? I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, my doctor. Yeah, said, if it comes out poop. like that, you might have a problem. Something's, <laughs> Something's legitimately wrong. There's still some wires crossed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just definitely too old, like eight or nine, where I was just like, what is this? Why don't anyone tell me? But I was too nervous to ask because you're not supposed to ask stuff about that stuff. So I just kept it quiet, you know? Yeah. But all that stuff in that album is like almost, I'd say like it's very, very close to yeah. truth. Yeah. I feel like uh, you guys are the comedians. You correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like most, most comedy is kind of based on at least some aspect of truth and then you might uh, embellish it a little bit to make For it sure. a better yeah. story or a better or, or a better laugh but oh, it usually some, comes somewhere right sometimes like um, something will happen like just like I think that's where a lot of situational comedy comes from is like you're put in a situation and then your brain kind of is like oh that was funny but like I thought it was going to go in this this and this direction right. and like what if it would have and then you start going down that path and like kind of Embellishing oh, or hiding or whatever, you what know what I mean? What if it would have? That's what, a cool, that's yeah. a cool you know, way. Of, like, yeah, that's like cool. it's kind of like an uh, like an alternate ending on movies and stuff like that. Right. Like, that was cool, but like, but in this other funny. timeline, like this would have been amazing if yeah, this would, yeah. or if I would have had the balls to say this in that moment, but yeah. I was too shy, or you know, in the actual moment that it happened. You know, I think you just touched upon like one of the questions I've asked comedians so many times, but I never knew how to a- ask it. You just like explained it so much better to me that. That's where you guys get to be creative, right? Oh, yeah. That's where it's like it becomes a story. Like we're talking about a multiverse or a comic story or whatever. That's where you start interweaving all this stuff, right? Sure, because the the one timeline of the person, if we're talking the multiverse, one timeline <laughs> is a normal person, how, how they think, right? And uh, it's a funny situation for the normal person. But then the comedian, that's that alternate timeline. is like, oh, no, no, no. That's a funny story, but like the difference is like, when a normal person is trying to do comedy, like for the first couple times, they'll tell a story that is just funny to them and their friends, and they don't understand why the audience isn't getting it. Not it's because yeah. you're not connecting to like the public. They don't know you like that, so you got to establish up front like why you're funny and what makes that story funny. So that's you know, kind of like an offshoot. That yeah, makes sense. yeah. It's kind of like you know, almost like painters. When you see their painting, you see how they see the world, and like with comedians, you see how we see the world with our jokes and our stories because we don't see it as just you know our testicles. We see poop and ball sacks. You know, <laughs> not to. The, I want to. I just if I could just compare my balls to Van Gogh real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Peter's painting. He's like, why is, why is there cum all over this thing? Yeah. What is that? I think, I think it should be closer to Pollock, but, you know, yeah, I, yeah, 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 there you go. Oh, we have a learner over here. Oh, oh, okay. I'm trying to show up. Uh, oh, Mr. Kombucha. Yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Thanks for being on this show. Yeah. Um, here we go. I think it touched upon one thing, too. I'm connecting with the audience. See, I'm a big professional wrestling fan. I don't know if you guys are. Yeah. You guys are? I'm not like major, but like a lot of my friends are like really deep in that scene. And I mean, we grew up like watching at least a little bit. Like I had like WCW. Uh, oh, yeah, and the you, diff- guys were and, in the, you guys were out there. Okay. And yeah. uh, like uh, I had that on N64 and like I'd go over to friends' houses and play like on, on PlayStation and stuff like that. So. Uh, definitely, I'm, I'm versed at least decently in the professional wrestling world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just it just made me think of it because there's a kinship to 
uh, getting over in the ring and stuff, and there's a psychological uh, aspect to it when uh, a wrestler is just coming up for the first time and they're supposed to get the audience to care that they're getting beat up, you know? Like, yeah. Coming back as a babyface. I was just actually watching The Young Rock, good show, by the way, and they just, like, last night, and they just went into it. So that's what made me think of it. Let's move on. Um, no, I, I saw... Um, <laughs> did you see the Hulk Hogan documentary that they put out, like... I, I don't know what one. network... Uh, oh, and I think, honestly, I think it was, like, an E... <laughs> Like one hour special, okay, but I, it was really good. Or was it the A and E ones? They it might have been did, an A&E had like one. a series because they had Mick Foley, they had Stone Cold. I think they might have had a Hulk one. He too. had it, he, it was one of those. He had yeah. um, an interview that I thought was so cool, uh, where his kids were coming up to him after after a match where when he turned Hollywood Hogan with NWO. So good. So his so kids, good. he he goes, my kids were coming up to me almost crying. They're like, Dad, don't they know that like that you're not really a bad person? He goes, No, no. they don't. He goes, yeah. this is their world. And he goes, you, he goes, tonight I'm a bad guy. Your dad's a bad guy. But just know, like, like, like I'm coming back to the good side. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. telling his kids, like, don't worry about that. But, like, these people think it's real. They're throwing trash at him in front of his kids and, like, right. hitting him in the head and stuff like that. And his kids are, like, crying in tears. Like, why are they being so mean to you? He's like, I'm the, ba- I'm the villain right now. And but that's that, crazy. And that, that's got to be hard for a kid, though, right? Because... You got to see your dad getting like hit with yeah. shit, but like he's actually enjoying it because he knows. Of course, he's, it's he's working. getting that heal. It's he's working. working. You're yeah. getting, you're getting all those that, emotions. You're getting emotions. That's what you want to get. I mean, you guys are going for a different emotion in comedy, right? But you're still, you're still sometimes. That, this is psychological. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you sometimes. ever, do you ever just want to go out there and just be like, I just yeah. want to be at the heel tonight. Like, I just want to go out there and just. Oh like, uh, yeah. If we, if yeah. I don't like a crowd, Peter's seen me do this a bunch where. <laughs> Where if I don't like a crowd, I will go off and and be not likable. Where I'm like, oh, well, if I'm if I'm gonna bomb tonight, you're you're coming with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like scold the crowd, yell at the crowd, come on! Like, yeah. oh, you're not entertained. <laughs> you just, like, just cheer them on. So good. Yeah. Is that is that almost more fun because you don't get to do it as often? Or is it's that... sometimes it's very freeing sometimes yeah. to to play the heel with a yeah. crowd yeah. where you well like you know that you're not gonna like quote unquote kill that night, so you're like. Oh, let's have some fun then. Right. Let's, yeah. let's flip it. Like, if if you don't like my set, you'll at least remember me at the end of, of tonight. That's how I look at some of, of the sets. Like, yeah. I hate like you're talking about like emotions, like with professional wrestlers and stuff like that. The worst thing somebody can say to me after a show, or or just their demeanor, is be like, "Yeah, that was all right." Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. I would rather than be you like you're the worst yeah. comic I've ever seen. I would prefer that a thousand times over someone be like, yeah, yeah, you did all right. Like that makes my blood curdle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's when that's 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 like the real bombing. Like yes, that's to me bomb. that's a real bomb. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like that old. The opposite of love is not hate. It's ambivalence. Mm-hmm. It's like they just don't care at all. You're like, oh crap. I remember. Like I, sometimes I see it as a challenge because like I once opened for like an entirely New York crowd in L.A. because. Paul Reiser was headlining and I was opening for him. And I lived in New York for a year. 
And I'm like, oh, it's a big New York crowd. Sorry, a New York crowd in L.A.? Yeah, because Paul Reiser's a New York comic. Yeah, he yeah, opened, yeah. He did the Irvine Improv and right, right. sold it out I'm like familiar with Paul Reiser. I just people. wasn't sure uh, if you could explain that a little, a little bit more. Just because he's New York comedy, yeah. there's the yeah. people that will gravitate People who live in L.A. who like lived in New York, okay. they all come okay. out to see I Paul thought Reiser. I understood that. I mean, yeah, it, it, I it, probably it's knew kind of, it's kind yeah. of like... Self-explanatory, I guess, but I just wanted to it's, clarify. It's, a little it's bit. good. That idea. Yeah, it's sometimes like when a comic, uh, like a like like Sebastian Maniscalco, he's got like a ton of Italian fans, right? Yeah. Just because he talks a lot about that culture. So like it, or like like a Felipe Esparza, he's got like a lot of Hispanic fans. If you do their shows with them, it's gonna bring that. So like, that energy, okay. that you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. either regional or even sometimes like ethnicity. Like, we'll, yeah, we'll, wherever I open for Mazur Brownie, wherever he goes, all the Persians come out. You yeah, know? and okay. some of the Indians or whatever, you know, that sort of region. But I was opening for Paul Reiser, and I lived in New York for a year, and I said, "Wow, big New York crowd." And I'm like, "Yeah, I lived there for a year." And a woman shouts from the back, "Didn't you love it?" And I go, it's a shit city, and I hope it falls in the ocean. <laughs> and the whole crowd just booed. Oh, and it started man. booing me. And this was like the first thing I said on stage, and I had 20 minutes. And I just go, I'm going to get you back, fuckers. Like, I'm going to get you back. I don't care. Boo me all you want. It gives me energy. And I just stuck in my set. And by the end, I, you know, you win them all back. So That's sometimes so I see it as a challenge of like, can I make them hate me and then love me? It's such a good icebreaker, though, too. Like, now that I'm hearing you tell that story, I'm like, you're just like going for it. And then like... It's a challenge, yes, absolutely, to yeah. bring them back, but it's also got to be like, they hate it, but they also got to know it's funny. Yeah, know? because if you shit on something right, people <laughs> understand you've been through the shit, though. Yeah. You know, if you just make right. fun of New York, people will be mad. But if you make fun of New York very specifically because a homeless man tried to kill you, they'll go, okay, all right, yeah, he gets it. Oh. Yeah, I've been to that pizza place. Yeah, <laughs> like, I get where he's coming from now. That makes <laughs> a little bit more sense to me. Yeah, they're like, yeah, it is kind of rough sometimes, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, how do you guys deal with that um, in today's landscape? Like, uh, I mean, just recently, I don't know if you guys heard, uh, last night, I guess, Dave Chappelle mm -hmm. got attacked on stage. It's so ridiculous, I mean, man. a couple of weeks ago, we had fucking, even a famous person like Will Smith slap a comedian. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, what's, what's next? I've been learning Muay Thai and Judo. Okay. That's the way I answer it. I'm like, you can try now. I'm like, I've been learning self-defense, bud. Come okay. at me. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. For me, like... A lot of people are like, I can't believe this is happening. Like, the comics who, who do the road a lot, um, or they have done really just weird gigs over the years, um, I've been like pushed or hit on stage multiple times, like in my comedy career. Okay. I engage with the crowd a lot, and uh, sometimes if I best somebody verbally, they don't know how to react other than the where they're like, oh, well, uh, he's outsmarting me like with Boy, his brain. Uh, fight. You know what I mean? Energy. Like that, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's <laughs> kind of what happens. Like you result of violence when you, we can't use your words anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you got children, obviously. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. Yeah. Who shakes babies around? Anybody in <laughs> yeah, so it's a, it's a whole thing. Like it's been going on for a while. It, unfortunately, I think that there's gonna be dumb stuff like this that's gonna keep happening more. I think it'll be the first time that this is happening to more famous people in a while. Though it's been happening to, to like the yeah. road dogs and the working comics for forever since the beginning yeah, of stand up. Makes sense. But yeah. I think it's gonna be more in the limelight for a while because Will Smith decided to do that on the biggest stage on earth yeah. when everybody was happening. 
to watch that award show in front of every celebrity. Well, so. I'm still not sure everyone was watching at the time. They tuned in afterwards. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, the ratings weren't good. The ratings <laughs> definitely weren't good. They, they, I, I, I still think there was, I, I think there's a part of that at least still that was like a little staged just because it's just, it's too much of a coincidence that, he's that they've that been close. going that, yeah, and they've been going that far down for so long. It's yeah. just like, I'm sure there was real emotion. I'm not saying the, the slap yeah. was fucking uh, a, a fake slap of any kind. I'm just yeah. saying there's, there had to have been some Illuminati doings. <laughs> there's something, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. something there. Because I mean, I, and because who else could get away with it? Everyone's already. Every, I mean, I, I turn on the TV right now. They're showing every single Will Smith movie that's ever been, yeah. been made right now. Yeah. Like, oh, everything. Uh, well, his name is being popular. searched so much right yeah. now. Like, yeah, like, regardless of like you know him apologizing and everything. Nice little career boost, you know, right. to yeah. get attention back on and, you. Again. And who can bounce back from something that is obviously that far in the wrong? Well, oh. so was, uh, immediately, so there was likeable. already back. Yeah, everyone was already backing him immediately. And the new Fresh there. Prince show is coming out. Coincidence, <laughs> guys. That's all I'm saying, guys. He gives my, my producer gives me shit because I'm like so into pro wrestling. I'm all, cuts that back was to us. We all take our hats off. Listen, guys, this is <laughs> like three hours later. We're like wearing aluminum foil blankets and rocking back and forth. Uh, if, now, there was a, if there was a ploy to get these views up. <laughs> yeah. Now, if Will Smith came at him with a chair, that would have been cool. That and he comes with a can. Oh, just cracks dude. the trash can out. That would have been insane. That would that be rad. And then dope, Denzel comes dude. in and... Oh, oh yeah, that would be cool. That would have been incredible. That would have been actually fun. Yeah, <laughs> man. If you're going to go for it, let's go for it next time. Like that Oscars, uh, what would it be, uh, uh, 2031? It seems to be every like 10 years Dude. the Oscars has to do something to Summer make Slam someone care about Summer Slam mixed with Oscars? Oh, oh, come on. Let's do it. That'd be like, fun. I think they do that. It's called the WWE Hall of Fame. It's oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, yeah, for sure. <laughs> No, I, I was I was really interested in your guys' take on that, but it makes sense that you say like a lot of the road uh, comedians uh, have been dealing with that for years. Yeah. I mean, I know when we were we don't get it so often anymore, but when uh, when I was traveling in those clubs and stuff and and playing music, all sorts of heckling, it's all rowdy. sorts of people throwing yeah. shit at you. I mean, you go to some places in Philly. Love you now, Philly, but god damn, you sucked for a while. Uh, <laughs> now they were just they were they were just really good at roasting us, and then every once in a while you so get funny. hit with something pretty heavy in the face while you're trying to play, and you're like, the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine that while you're also trying to play. That I feel like that takes more concentration, you know, because you can't yeah. even yell at them back, you know. It really doesn't though. I think I think I think in every live craft, you guys correct me if I'm wrong. The moment you have to really start thinking up there is the moment you start fucking up. Like 100%. it has to be oh, 100% yeah. off the cuff. If you're not dialed go. in, that beat that you take, you're done. Yeah. Absolutely. As soon as somebody sees you scrambling, they don't trust you anymore. Sense right. of fear or anything. Because yep. that's the worst thing you can do on stage is be kind of like inauthentic, which is why with the Paul Reiser New York thing, I just gave him my honest reaction. Yeah, to you're being authentic to what to, you knew. Yeah, exactly. And so if, if you're not that, the audience will sense that, and then they'll like you doubly for like being fake or lying to them or being something you're not. You know, if you uh, as a stand-up do like like as white guys, if you do like any urban rooms, uh, one thing in those rooms that they will sniff out immediately if you're not being 
your true self or being honest. Yeah. If you're a white guy who is trying to be like, hey, what's up, y'all? Ugh. Like, you know what I mean? Right away. <laughs> cringy. Immediate I just cringed you even joking oh, no, no, about no. it. I was like, ooh. It happens, <laughs> it happens a lot though so when much. people see like, you know, they see maybe an all black crowd or they see like an all Latino crowd. Right. Like, hey, what's, hey, what's up? You know, like, like giving a little bit of juice in that direction. That those audiences immediately will be like, oh well, this person's not being real. There, th- yeah. There's no way, like, well, not like, only that, they're also being very insulting. Yeah, it's yeah. pandering. <laughs> oh, pandering yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. You just got to do your own stuff because it's funny. I've opened for many different sort of like you know ethnicities. We're like, well, again, mm-hmm. the last one was like when I was doing with working with Mazurbani. It's all Persian crowds. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just gonna do my same stuff. Like, right, right, right. they're still good because everyone relates to like. <laughs> you come out eating hummus. Well, hey, everybody. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what is happening right now? This is so awkward. <laughs> now that you said it, like so that, that was if you were like just a heel comedian, that would be the way to go. Oh, if you were just like oh, Andy Kaufman, this. Oh, oh my god, goodness. that would be the way to go. You canceled so quick. So fast. You think like, Andy could get away with it these days? No, oh, you think it'd be as big or Tony as... Clifton? Come on, you couldn't do that nowadays. Yeah. Oh, so I've I've actually I did a gig with Tony Clifton. Okay, uh, wow. Where we were his band uh, for a taping for Big J Ogerson's Crowdwork show in New York, and he was doing the same kind of like like he was like throwing racial slurs and stuff around in the crowd, and like half the crowd doesn't even remember Tony Clifton from yeah. that era. Right. And they're literally just watching this white dude like say the N-word and stuff. And they were just like, it was in Brooklyn. They're just like, Ooh. horrified. Oh, horrified. And like wow. some people, the people who got, the comics are dying because they're all yeah. evil people in the back. They're like, this, <laughs> they're like, this is the best that's, thing that, ever. That's the secret to it all. Comedians are very evil. <laughs> oh, dude, you will never hear a comedian laugh harder than when they're watching their friend bomb on hundred percent. Yeah, you hear that one time. Fucked up. You and that's a best friend. Yeah, that that's is the best, best friend. If you hear a cackle on a joke that gets nothing from a crowd, and then you hear <laughs> that one laugh is your evil friend being like, "Dude, I've been there, and you're in it right now." Yeah, yeah. that is hilarious. I love that camaraderie because it just makes perfect sense. It's like a brotherhood of like just. People fucking with each other. It's just like oh, you're all war. 100%. That's that's just yeah. being on the road though, right? And being through it to your point. It's yeah, yeah it's a, that's a big part of being on the road is like kinda, you know, pushing each other and challenging each other to either do new stuff or like do every once in a while like to do something weird that's just that you two know about. Like that's always a fun game to to like be like, hey, like you need to say this w- one word, like you gotta slip it in somehow. And you can't explain why. You can't or explain why. You just gotta say it on you stage. You gotta say it. Go past That's it. That's a fun game. Like uh, Bobby Lee, when I used to, to feature for him back in the day, he did this thing with me. He goes, All right, your word for the show tonight is yabba dabba do. <laughs> and he, he, goes, he goes, You can't explain that I told you that, you that you have to work that into your set. And he goes, You have to say it three times throughout, throughout your 20 minute set. And That's I was like, awesome. Okay, so I decided to take it as like one of those like like eighties kind of comics. Like I would say a joke and then I'd just go, Yabba Dabba do <laughs> <laughs> Like that was like my punchline. And it was phrase. and it was like was it was it a going comic. They loved it. I was like, Oh, I hate this crowd for loving this. <laughs> I was like, you guys are horrible. I was in Phoenix. All right, Phoenix, you're a shit crowd. (laughs) And I'll be there in June. (laughs) That is the best promo to a show I've I've ever seen. Uh, Speaking of crowds, though, what was like for each of you, what's like the, the wittiest crowd you've been in front of that like just really fucking got you? Like, like, not got you in a, like, understand you kind of sense. I mean, like, 
got you good. Like you're up there and you're like, that was fucking funny. Like a heckler. Oh, this happened recently to me, real recently to me. Um, someone in a San Francisco crowd, middle of my set, I'm having a great set. I take a, a, a quick beat where I go to, a, I'm about to ask somebody a question and there was this heckler who was waiting, <laughs> waiting for any silence and he just goes, what are you running from? <laughs> and I, I stopped the, sh- I, it was literally like, I pulled the vinyl off the record. I was like, <laughs> I was like, why would you say that? <laughs> it, it caught me so off guard because it was so specific and it was so, it's such a psychological warfare tactic. Right. Yeah. And I just like, I started riffing about like how I needed therapy and all this stuff. I just went along with it and it worked out being a fun bit, but like, that's a good heckle. Yeah. It yeah. came out of nowhere. It has nothing to do with what you're talking about. What are you running from? Yeah. It's they, that was one of the best ones that I've heard in a long time. That's because like you suck. That that kind no, of stuff is so easy. generic. You know yeah. what I mean? That's yeah, easy. Yeah. That person like was like they came to the show. Oh yeah. Like just waiting for that for moment. That, yeah. Like like before they bought tickets or anything. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this tonight. You know. Solid. Yeah. What what city was that in? Uh, oh, San, San Francisco. Francisco. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I pretend I'm listening. Uh, <laughs> I used to do late night shows at the Improv all the time till like two or three a.m. and there would always be people there. But I I would host them. I do so much material and I would do a lot of material about my family and my upbringing because it was wild and I remember uh, it wasn't even like a heckle. It was almost like whispering under their breath. But I just finished some bit, and then they, they just, somebody like in the front row goes, who hurt you? And I was just like, oh. <laughs> and, like and it just really shook me. And, and I was like, just, did they like a list of people who hurt you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like going through a Rolodex of them, like, wait, am I hurt? Like, what did you do? Like, it's, it was so weird, like, Jeremiah's where it's just like kind of personal and touches yeah. your soul. It's not like a, a heck, you're just like, God dang, Cause man, like that a, was real. Uh, <laughs> physical appearance thing, you can always come back with something about their appearance. You know yeah, what I mean? You're like, ready for it. You're you ready. Know you, you know. Like. Yeah, you. We're yeah. aware of what we look yeah. like. We, you, we when you go noses, on stage. We've yeah. Seen them. Yeah. yeah. I think I think everybody is really aware. Like, if they're, if they're true to themselves, they really know what they look like. Yeah. yeah. If you, especially like in our fields, like if we're putting ourselves out there that hard, like people, yeah. you know, are yeah. gonna come judge it. And you've probably gotten shit. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but you guys correct me if I'm wrong here. Probably gotten shit like your whole life. So you've like heard. Yeah. Uh, you've heard. Oh. Oh, yeah. I've, I've heard every fucking short joke you motherfuckers want to put in that <laughs> comments thing my entire life. It's not, it's, it's really easy. Keep going, I'll destroy you later. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> dang it, dang it, man. He brought a new one. <laughs> That's fucking so funny. funny. That's fun stuff. Um, back to uh, uh, some more stand-up comedy stuff, though. Obviously, that's what you're here for. You guys are... Uh, uh, you got the La Jolla show. You got. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about what you got going on, Jeremiah. You got, sure. so you got some shows coming up here. Uh, let's do some shameless plug in here, real quick. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be at uh, Copper Blues Live uh, the beginning of June, uh, and then just uh, shows up and down uh, kind of the coast of uh, of California in May. I'm at the Comedy Store every week, a couple times a week. Come see me, and every second Tuesday of the month, I do my show. Stand up on the spot live at the comedy store, and we've been doing tapings uh, for that. And like I said, Peter was a part of that. And uh, uh, online on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Jeremiah Watkins. Uh, the one that you're watching was with um, Eric Griffin, mm-hmm. Annie Letterman, Ryan Sickler, and myself. And then we're about to release uh, this next one coming up in a couple weeks. So yeah, we got a lot of fun stuff in the pipeline. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and yourself? I've got nothing. Like, okay, I was cool. just on an episode of General Hospital, but... <laughs> How was it? I, I, I meant to ask you about that. I, I, I was doing... I was, we were doing some research We're supposed on to have, like, have a premiere yeah. to watch it, dude. It so Wait a minute. Funny. When is... It went, do you know yet when it's coming out? Yeah, it aired, I think, like, oh, no, aired, this okay. past Tuesday, I think, this week. So this past Tuesday, the 27th. You gotta put that on Instagram. It's what like, did you... What was your role? Know, like, what, what, is, what, is, what is your role? What was your line? What was, what was it like being on a soap opera? First of all, I actually have way more respect for soap operas and soap opera actors because if you know anything about film or television, you know, if you shoot film or TV, you're shooting like maybe a page or two a day, depending on the kind of scene it is, because there's mm -hmm. so much involved with setting up the lights, the takes, the angles, the angles, whatever. Soap operas, they shot 120 pages in one day. Wow. In like a 12-hour oh day. And that's regular for them because they're churning out. That's like all four memorized lines that all these oh, actors yeah. have? You only get that's a crazy amount of dialogue. one take. There are no reshoots. Like That's why some people may be like, oh, that looked weird, or oh, that was a little off. Yeah, because they only get one shot at that's it. That's super to interesting. Do it. They Ooh. shoot so. That, I mean, that's basically watching live TV with with a little bit of a delay. I mean, you've got an editing going on yeah. uh, for you know camera angles and stuff. But as far as acting goes, you're basically oh, yeah. doing Broadway every day on a, on a soundstage. It's right? incredible. And I was watching. I worked with all the cast essentially that my scenes were with was like this group of women at a table, and then I was off to the side as a bellboy who like sells out their position because they're famous, a billionaire lady. And I go, oh, they're over there to paparazzi, and I get some money, and that's my role. But um, these women were incredible to watch because they just had pages and pages and pages that they're just getting and then looking at and then memorizing and then jumping into character and then doing that over and over and over all day long. And I'm just like, these women are like machines. They're like probably all the actors, but they just go. It was so crazy and to watch. Are they memorizing them verbatim or do you, are they getting <clears throat> a little bit of room to riff? I don't, I'm not sure, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's verbatim. You'd be surprised how many people do something like a soap, but they're like, yeah, I was Juilliard, Shakespeare trained. And you're like, uh, yeah. eh, what? Yeah. You're like, oh, dear God. Wow. But, so I don't know. It was just, it was fun to be on set and it was just fun to watch, be, you know, in the meat factory, just watching it get made going, holy crap, this is work. This yeah. is work for these people. So it was what, crazy. what was the part that you did? I was a bellboy. I was a young, sexy bellboy off in the corner. And uh, I gave up. I, I don't even remember my line. It was super long and full of dialogue nobody says. It was like all these words like, oh, the, 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 I don't know, they're eating in the, met, the, the face of whatever is eating in the Metro Court Gardens. It was so long and weird. I'm like, I don't know. I couldn't remember it. It was, I'm so lucky I got it on the first take. I was there so long because I had such a small scene. They're like, be here by noon. And you're like, all right. They're like, we're not going to shoot till seven. You're like, kill me. And so yeah. I like, I literally napped for like four hours. That's the, that's oh, the, wow. That's the old hurry up and wait on, on oh, like yeah. music video sets and everything yep. like that. Same yeah, way. yeah. Yep. I woke up like right before my scene. I was so sleepy. I'm like, oh, fuck. And I had like, I had a cough so bad. And because of COVID, I was like nervous. Like everyone's going <laughs> oh, to think everyone's I was gonna sick. Think yeah. yeah. So I was chugging cough syrup and I was pretty high when I shot it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like. He's got that scissor going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got that lean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no wonder you don't remember what you said. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He literally does not remember what he said. He just went into like full yeah. Will Ferrell in old yeah. school, like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just snap into it. My mom was, she sent me a text. She's like, Peter, were you supposed to look like you're about to laugh the whole scene? And I'm like, I don't think so, but I probably was because I just remember I was just like, ooh. I just couldn't, I couldn't focus. I was just so high on cough syrup. I was like, I just got to say the line. I just got to say the line. Don't want to get kicked off set. Wow. Yeah. I was good. trying to suppress that cough. Good for you, man. You got to work. Yeah, you got to work. You got to it. Hey, man, I was COVID negative, but I know people are just itchy. You know, you get a cough nowadays. 
People are like, Ooh. I just like the joke. I just like, I hear someone <laughs> coughing, fucking COVID. <laughs> Not too worried about it anymore, but you know, I took it seriously for about six weeks, eight weeks, <laughs> eight months. I don't know how long I took it. I, I, it's all blurred. Time means nothing anymore. Yeah. 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 I mean, how I How was it for to... you guys? Did you guys do a lot of those? Uh, uh, I know a lot of stand up comedians were doing Zoom from their house in front of like a hundred people. Or I refused to do it. Never. Okay, cool. That's what I mean. That's one of the reasons I, I like. I told you guys, I'm like, I'll drive down here. Like, right. I, there's certain things to me, like, that is just something else. It's just, it doesn't become stand-up anymore. Right. You're doing, you're doing something for a different medium, which is fine, but you, I, in my opinion, those are not stand-up comedy shows. It, they're Zoom shows. That, yeah. That's what it is. You're kind of, because I did one uh, where I, somebody offered, they're like, hey, I'll throw you a little bit of money to do this one. I was like, okay, I'll do one to see what it's like. And then I was like, Yep, exactly what I thought. Like yeah. you're telling kind of like a monologue with a weird laugh track timing that's coming in at different oh, yeah, moments. So you can't see your whole audience, weird. maybe just a few yeah. at a time. They're and bizarre. There's a couple decent <laughs> ones where uh, they've got like, it's half uh, physical, half uh, meta the way it works out. Like you're on a stage and you are seeing a bunch of zoom screens on like a wall oh, yeah. in front of you. Right, yeah, yeah, so yeah. That is the closest thing that I found where I'm like, this is like the closest thing to an actual club. Right. Like, but like from being in your home. It kind of looks like, what was that, the Black Mirror? Was that the, yeah, yeah it looks kind of yeah. like that. You it's know? creepy. It's, like, it's a little creepy. It's, it's I, saw, I saw our friend uh, Brad Williams did a couple of those. So this yeah, is yeah. Funny. I saw him do an Instagram on that and I was like, that looks so weird, but like, but then I saw the WWE going back to professional wrestling as I always do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, SmackDown was like they did like the they did walls around the entire fucking ring of that right. shit. Right. Yeah. I think yeah. I don't. I think it's one of those things where, you know, at the height of the pandemic, like we just were trying to figure out anything that we could do to right. get to the real thing. But like now this back, I I yeah. I don't think that people I, I, will want. It was very interesting though because I was thinking the whole time. I don't know about you guys. I was like. Is this gonna be like its own thing too? Or are we, like now, it seems like now we know everyone wants to be back in person. Yeah, that was just a band-aid. But it was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I think, I think well, they're starting to put all those movies like exclusively back like in the movie theaters. Right. And I, I'm down for that, because I, I love movie like, theaters. I yeah. love that um, they're not putting that stuff straight on HBO anymore, yes. because I want the movie theaters to survive. It's like yeah. one of my favorite pastimes it's is to the go energy. to the theater. Yeah. You never get, there's no, and it's any live performance, live music, live comedy, live painting, I don't know if that's a thing, but just getting together with people and sharing an I experience. I like that you went for it though anyway. Yeah, I You're tried. Like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, to thing, do it. <laughs> I just did a comedy show in Texas where you had to paint while doing a set. What? Uh, this comedian, Avery Moore, she did uh, my stand up on the spot in Houston actually. Very funny comic. She co-host that and you have to go up and do a set while you're painting and I just I threw my set out the window and I just did a character while I painted because I was like this is I'm already a bad painter as it is I'm like I'm not gonna fail at two things at the same time <laughs> so, so I just like improvised a character that I did like while I was painting and How stuff the like painting that. Come out? Do you yeah. have, can they see you while you're painting? Yes. Or is it like the a can, reveal no, no, at no. the end? The canvas is facing the audience okay. so oh, wow. you're you're kind of doing one of these where you're like talking to the audience and then you're, you're painting and stuff like that. And then, so I revealed, the character that I did, it was a German guy who was pro-sex, but has never had sex before. Um, so I was throwing out all these sexual terms that he was like confused about and stuff like that. And then at the end, uh, he revealed, uh, this is a painting, was um, uh, what she saw to, was a vagina, but it was actually just a slice of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so like the whole, the whole painting. I mean, <laughs> 
Nah. <laughs> so it looks like the way I was painting it the whole time, it looks like I'm slowly, you know, painting like like this, you know, this vaginal, vaginal thing. Yeah. Vaginal? I said vaginal. Uh, I know a lot about I know a lot about vaginals, guys. <laughs> that's a thing that I know a thing or two about. But yeah, I painted it around so there was just a triangle, at, you know, at the end, and then I slowly started to fill it in, and then like with the yellow, and then like as soon as I put the pepperonis on the the audience knew what it was going. I was like, right. oh, hey. that's when it was. That's was the the, the, the reveal was the pepperoni. Yeah, I, I've seen a couple that I would be like, I still don't know what that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a weird one. It was fun though. I would ask for a nude model. Any volunteers? I need someone to draw. No? All right. Well, <laughs> I'll do it myself. Were <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you just looking for a date then? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want, I want, if anyone did it, I feel like this is awesome. This is hysterical. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe this works. This is crazy. <laughs> and if you can, can you sign your phone number right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this release form. Thank you so much. <laughs> you do not want to get uh, any kind of suit. So I was listening to uh, Scissor Bros. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very funny stuff. Oh, thank um, you. But one thing that I that caught my ear as a basketball fan, you said you were watching Winning Time. Yes, on HBO I love Max. that show. That show is so good. Did you watch it last Can night's or was it Sunday nights? Yes. You saw the new one? Yeah, yeah. So good. Dude, some people are, are, are crapping on it. I love it. I, I just, it's so fun. Well, Adam McKay is doing a great job with That's it. That's what I, dude, and John C. Riley on John that C. show Riley is so good. He's, so good. He's made for that role. Dr. He really Plus. is. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Like, that's, when I first saw the previews for it, I was like, what is this? And then it started with John C. Riley being like the perfect casting job for it. And then mm-hmm. everybody else was like, really good casting on it. Oh, too. yeah. Yeah, I like all the characters on there and everything, and uh, just like the the season, just the way that they're setting everything up and like the ups and downs and everything. Like, they're like one, like a, a big plot point was uh, was that Magic Johnson was uh, he's he's seeing his like longtime girlfriend like, but he's still kind of like messing around with other girls, and he gets her best friend pregnant and and one of the episodes, and nice. it's like this whole story arc that is happens. that what was and, happening in General Hospital. <laughs> I, there's too many storylines. I would never remember. Yeah. <laughs> that show is so dense. It's yeah. great. I don't know how anybody remembers anything that happens on that show. Yeah. I was watching it and I was just like, this is like ADD for middle-aged moms. I don't know yeah. how they do all this and remember it. A lot of storylines going so on. So many millions of They're back lines. from the dead? What's happening? Right. People are waking yeah. up from comas, falling into them, getting people pregnant. Did Who you ever play basketball <clears throat> back in the day? I know. I mean, not well. <laughs> but I really do you play pool? I play. I haven't played pool in a long time. I did hear that you uh, fancy yourself a bit I, of a shark. He's I, good. I, He's good. I, I'm not a shark. I'm good for a comedian. If okay. that makes sense. Does that make sense? I don't know how good comedians are. He's They're good not, for a regular guy I'm, too. <laughs> for an app, like for a comedian, like a lot of comedians don't play pool. So like, the fact that I even play a little bit, I'm good for a comedian. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. 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 But, but he's like, good. Well, I, I wouldn't say I'm a shark. But if, if you guys got time at the end of this, maybe I'll take that off and we can show. Oh, show I would love that. <laughs> I can tell it's a nice table just by uh, the covering and yeah, the lights. Yeah, you know, it's covered. It's covered. <laughs> no, I, mean, I even I brought that in up here um, years ago, and I honestly cannot remember the last time I played it. Usually, like my kids and his friends come over yeah. and just throw. Their, he's five. So they're yeah. not actually playing. They love. They love like bouncing, bouncing the balls. Yeah. Back yeah. Oh, well, you have a you have a kid too. Yeah. Uh, he just turned one. Just turned one. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You're just about to get started. I know. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How? Oh, that's right. You were talking about him uh, playing a little bit of soccer on the last episode. Yeah. He. Uh, uh, I was like holding him, and he. Uh, I was. Get, he was getting the mechanics of like moving his foot forward and the ball moving forward. So and like so, I'd, I'd set him, and then he'd redo it, and I was like, okay. 
We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna be. He's gonna be a big dude. So I, I yeah. want to. I, I hope that he likes basketball. I'd love because I played basketball in, in high school and stuff. I'd love for him to to get like good at that sport. What was your position in high school? I was like a power forward or like a small forward. I mean, when I went to, as you get older, like the dudes start getting huge. Like I right. even played center at some points. And the only reason I was able to play center is because I was good with my body of being able to box people out. Like okay. just being strong enough down low to do that. Um, and I'm not a very strong guy, but if you get low to so big guys, yeah. they're not, they rarely actually will get down. And I was able to like box out these big guys and they're like shocked that like I was getting the rebounds over them and it's just placement yeah, over yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah, that makes a lot of sense too. Yeah. I mean. Especially when you're talking about on a high school level, you're not going against the no. athletic yeah. seven footers. You're going against the unathletic six seven. I played kids. against <laughs> on Saturday a dude that was uh, six eight, um, and he was big too. He probably weighed like oh two eighty, like okay. big dude. Right. And I'm so sore right now just because like I was trying to even compete with this dude. Yeah, you just described uh, LeBron James, by the way. 6'8 <laughs> and 280. Dude, this dude is, yeah, he was huge. Yeah. Um, and he didn't play like LeBron, but... <laughs> <laughs> not many can. That's not many can. <laughs> uh, screw you, dude. <laughs> uh, that's right. I got a few points on you. <laughs> but yeah, I'm exhausted. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, just right. Like, yeah, yeah. So you grew up playing, uh, what was your, what's your basketball team? Um, so... I just play, oh, my current basketball, I, I, I grew up in the era of the Bulls. In Kansas, we didn't have, we don't have a team. Right. The, I mean, we had, before, like, I was uh, old enough, like, to be around, uh, we had the Kansas City Kings before they went to Sacramento, mm -hmm. but, um, which I've got some cool uh, Kansas City Kings uh, gear, which looks You still dope. have it? That's I, awesome. A buddy, like, got me one, like, oh, off okay. the internet just because it's just a cool kind of throwback thing. Right, right. Um, but I went to um, the first NBA game I went to just this last year. Uh, I saw the Trailblazers play in uh, a playoff game in Portland. And, dude, the energy in that stadium, like, they love their team. It was oh, yeah. really cool to witness. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That, I, I'm Diehard Lakers fan, so okay. that's why I was like, when I saw Winning Time, oh, I you're was like, like, I was like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I don't know how true some of those backstories are. You just, yeah. you really don't know. It is probably fabricated, as we talked about. You know, I'm sure that. But some of it, they probably story. left out because it was too, too crazy like, yeah, for network. You know yeah, what I mean? There's a lot of that know, going on. I wasn't gonna say there's that, for but. sure <laughs> some stuff with magic, like. There's, I mean, he, you know, they they show glimpses of like him waking up with like two or three women. I'm like. Oh, this is just, I mean, I can't even imagine, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the harem of women that oh, he would have right. had, oh, like, right. holding court in these different cities. I mean, they talked yeah. to, I mean, famously, too, Wilt Chamberlain, who was on the Lakers for a time, too. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, there's a reason why he went to a bunch of different teams. He didn't want to be in one city at all times, right? I mean, yeah. it's famously, look up what, Wilt Chamberlain. His and, number. Uh, his number. <laughs> yeah. Not his basketball. Not his basketball. It's <laughs> a different kind of number, a different kind of stat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty crazy. But, I mean, I, I, I want to believe all those things. Because I just like I think that's larger than life. Like I mean, yeah. like it's just it's amazing. That one, uh, I was one of the early episodes um, when Magic turned down the shoe deal for Nike. Oh, and they get the oh, stats. Oh my! They offered Magic yeah. either stock in Nike. It was a startup company, yeah. or he gets a guarantee with Converse. He went with Converse. Yeah. Because he didn't take the Nike, it was like something like what fifty billion or something it, it, like that. It, it was or I something. Think it, I think it was no. It was like it was like two or three billion, not like not that many billions. It was something yeah. like that because it was like it's like four billion dollars. It was or yeah, which is you know 
that's how many hundreds of millions of dollars? Like, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot of fucking money, especially from the 80s to now. Like, I mean, like, uh, was, I mean, was he's, that he's just fine. Let's, let's, let's be yeah, real. Yeah, he's doing, <laughs> he's he's doing, doing okay. Magic, we know you're watching right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're big fans. Listen, Tony and I, we fan. love the Lakers. I love okay. the Lakers. Die I want to go to a Lakers game. I haven't been to a Lakers game yet. Ever? Never. Oh, dude. Yeah. We got to go. Next season. I would love Stay to. Stay in I, touch. You got my number now. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Let's go. I, I used to have season uh, tickets with uh, with our singer, Matt. We'd go uh, during the Kobe era. It was oh, dude. dude. What a cool Amazing. time to be a fan of the oh, Lakers, so, man. Yeah. Before I had those season tickets, before we could afford them, me and my roommate would watch literally every single regular season game that Kobe would. I mean, and when he made it to the playoffs. Yeah. Even, and I'm talking when it was just... Him, Lamar Odom, and then a bunch of D like G leaguers. Yeah, it was like that's that's what the team looked like. But it was, and they were not very good. But it was like I didn't care. I wanted to watch Kobe. So every you, game. as a diehard basketball fan, is do you consider Kobe the goat or Jordan or LeBron? Like who, what? Or do you think it's too hard to compare the different eras? Because there's different people who have different stances on like, oh, this is for sure the goat or. Basketball has changed and evolved so much over the years where you can't yeah. really compare some of the different eras of, of players. I hear that argument about the eras and stuff, and I totally understand. I also feel like it's a little bit of like the old uh, George Carlin, like, I don't like things the way they used to be, or, or things aren't the way that they used to right. be. Right, yeah, yeah. old it's man like, syndrome. But it's also like, but then you realize how many kids looked up to Jordan and Magic and... Be, and naturally, in, I'm a guy who believes in evolution. Sorry, people. You're naturally going to get people who get better. Oh, we better just lost all my viewers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why you said that, Johnny. I don't know. That's really frustrating. But anyway. uh, and you know, I'm probably the only person here who does that. You know, uh, dude. No, if he brings like, up the Earth is round. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're not playing pool after we're not losing anymore. Yeah, Goodbye, Lakers. We were having game. such a good time before too. Well, that's the end of the show. No, um, uh, no but like, I just feel like each era. Same with like musicians, same with like a lot of things. Like everybody is studying each other so much or studying the person before so much, they're naturally eventually gonna get better and yeah. better at at least the skill level. Now I understand the idea of like, well, you know, if they could play defense on them like the way that they used to and stuff. It's like, yeah, but they also weren't the athletes that they are now. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. So it's like, it's a give and take. And just to answer the question more forwardly, for me, it's Kobe. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Because if we, there's always an argument for, for Jordan and his dominance and everything, and it's, it's absolutely, absolutely true. But I'm going by who I witnessed with my eyes in my, in my uh, mature years of watching basketball. Now, and then you can bring up the arguments, well, he's got one more championship. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, homeboy's got 10 over here. Um, what's his name from the Celtics? Uh, drawing a blank right now. Sorry. I'm not a Celtics fan. Fuck you. Um, Lakers, baby. Um, and uh, uh, so you, you, have, you go through all those things, arguing championships, okay, that's, that's a part of it, but yeah. I mean, when you're watching someone day in, day out with that mentality that Kobe had, 
Like it was just so, like I know Jordan was the killer behind the scenes. Like you hear all the stories and then of course it comes out like that, that yeah, ESPN special. Last Dance was so good. Last Dance was so good. I love yeah. it so much. But like Kobe, like everyone could see it on the court that he was like talking shit and killing everybody. Mamba mentality. Mamba mentality was so yeah, cool. Yeah, was strong. And I just, for me, it also brings in that entertainment value too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm really into that entertainment value. Yeah. So if I encompass everything that made Kobe, he's just the goat to me. Like, for basketball. Did you see, uh, I'm sure you've seen it, but uh, there's this great uh, internet clip uh, of him, I forget what game it was, but he starts talking trash in another language. Too. Yes, yes. It's so dope. That's he, he literally, like, and then he starts saying, like, like is like how many racks you want on this on this free throw? Like like he's just like like making bets. Like I'm gonna make this right now. Yeah. Like just like Mid betting game, on the court. Yeah. It's like it's like a serious game. And yeah. He's just like he's just. I think he was like Lithuanian or something like that, and he learned just enough to talk shit. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. That's such commitment to the bit. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like there's so there's so much more to the way that Kobe did. I'm, I'm not saying. You know, skill for skill. That's mm-hmm. too close to him and Jordan. I mean, he mimicked so much off of his game from Jordan. Oh, stuff, yeah. But, like, it's like... But when they asked Jordan, shit. When they asked Jordan, they're like, what do you think about Kobe? He goes, well, he copied all my moves. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, yeah, well, I'm the better player, but he copied all my moves. Yeah. Yeah. But then Kobe said, I'd still take him one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then Jordan's like, no, he, he fucking said that straight to my face. He was an 18-year-old kid when they played. He's like... I'm taking you one-on-one tonight. <laughs> and the ball's on this kid. Yeah, That's awesome. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and again, I bring back to say, Kobe's my GOAT. I understand you could all argue about it, but I'm just saying for me, that's, that's my GOAT. Nice. Who's yours? Jordan? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, just because I think it's similar. The thing with like the GOAT mentality is like, it's kind of like whoever you saw like in certain years of your life like when you watch Saturday Night Live, right, that's your right. cast. Right, you know that's right. a I mean? fucking great analogy right yeah. there. Because like whoever you're goaded, like there's gonna be the people who <clears throat> are gonna say, like whether it's football, basketball, whatever, like this is my guy, but like when did you, when did you learn about this? You right, know what I mean? Right, right. I'm a, I'm, my favorite cast of SNL is the early 90s uh, when I was literally between like six and 10 and it was like Farley, Spade, you know, that, those Sandler. eras, Sandler, yeah. like Sandler. that era like was so funny to me. And I still stand by that. I'm like, I still, there was something like irreverent and weird about that era of, uh, of SNL that was just like, just like felt different. I agree. So like, I think it's, I don't know, I think it's, yeah. that's kind of the way it ends up being like, like how old were you when you saw Kobe doing this or... Like, where, did, did that person make you fall in love with the league or the sport or it's whatever? It's who makes you love the game. Yeah, right, you know, that's, right. who, that's yeah. the reason you love the game. He Absolutely. Love it more. I, I couldn't agree more. I love the SNL analogy. What is it for you in, in the SNL analogy? Um, I don't know. Like, Will Ferrell, I mean, when he came out of SNL, he was just different. And they it was hated like a whole different end. Everybody yeah. hated him when he first started out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, that first movie was Night of the Roxbury, which ended up being a cult classic. But at the time, like, everyone just went... That's the first movie you're gonna yeah, 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 Chris yeah. Kattan, like, Oh, dude, I love a, that. Such a weird duo, too. Like, but Will Ferrell just hit different for me. Of just yeah. like it was such a sort of, I don't know. He was just such a like a caveman. He was like just this weird, <laughs> dumb, giant man being as silly as possible, walking to board meetings in a thong. It was just simple oh, God, and that's dumb. Yeah. Skit. You know, it's oh, just dude. it's so simple and so, so easy. I guess a little story behind the scenes of that sketch where he's wearing the thong during dress rehearsal. He had way more of his butt covered up, 
But then when it went live to oh, air, yeah. he, he rolled it tucked way it higher and tucked <laughs> it. So that's why everybody's like losing it because they're like, I can't believe he like he's putting his butt out. He, we're not allowed to do this. You yeah, know, yeah, that's, yeah. that's my he favorite kind of stuff. It? That's yep. bad. Yeah. People I didn't going for that. it. And Farley used to do this thing when he was like Matt Foley, motivational speaker. Oh, so he good. would know this is how much of a goat he is. Like he would always be wanting to try to break his cast members. He would know. Whenever each camera, you know, the light would go up. As soon as the light would go up, like, and and uh, on this camera over here, he would start crossing his eyes and making faces to the people over here to try to get them to break every single time the that's camera funny. changed. Yeah, wow. that's funny. So he yeah. knew about like the spaces he, in between. Yes, to, he like, knew. Try and he knew them. the beats to try to break them. Yeah, he was always just relentless, just trying to get people to laugh because that's like the best thing. Like people love. Like, if you can make, break. that's the thing is making your cast members break. It's like people who make it. Fun. It's not like just doing your role or having it. It's like making it also a game within a game. Yeah. Like the stand up when we do like the thing with Bobby Lee. You know what I mean? Right. It's making it because you're just making it fun at that point. If you're having fun, the audience is having fun. You know, and that's what I love to see in any kind of performer. Yeah. That's that's. I love that you pointed that out because as he was telling the story, that's what I was thinking. I was like, it sounds like he's genius and like like I'm sure he was just trying to have a fucking good time with his yeah. buddies yeah. on the stage. Yeah. Hundred percent. That's what I literally at the end of every set, whether it's a small one or whether I'm headlining, like the goal I'm always trying to have as much fun as possible on stage, and then I hope that it translates to the audience at the end of the show. Well, that yeah. goes back to being real, right? That's, yeah. That's that. I mean, that's that's what you're always trying to do as an entertainer. I think in any in any aspect is you're out here doing something that you love. Yeah. Have fucking fun with it. That's the most genuine yeah. thing you can do, right? Yeah. Yeah, why, why would you ever treat that like an actual, like, job job? Yeah, you know what I mean? That makes zero sense. You look like an like asshole. Like you're, you're playing bass, and you're just like, you know, it's like, why does he look so, like, upset? You, you know what I mean? You don't have to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like no love, one said, like, you have to fucking play bass. Like, when people yeah. are rocking out comedy, on stage, yeah. I love, you know, just, like, just really just feeling it, it and thrashing. Angus Young, man, knocking out your own teeth while you're playing guitar. Like, <laughs> yeah. What is this energy, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some, you know, some people enjoy that too. Yeah. They enjoy pain, then let's go yeah, for it. But, you know, yeah. like, I'm loving but, it. But smile while you're doing it. <laughs> right, that. right, exactly. <laughs> we were talking about that last night because we did stand up on the spot and like Jeremiah does this thing where after the comic does their bit with the audience, does a, a improvised stand-up set, he talks and then we take suggestions together, but yeah. we hadn't been on stage together just riffing and joking in years like that and we did it last night, and it was just so much fun again. Yeah. It was just, it was just a thing of like I'm just having fun with my buddy again in front of an audience. Is it is, and is this one going to be on YouTube as well, or does it? It will. Yeah. Okay. yeah, we have we filmed last night, so yeah, that'll be out in a couple months from now. Oh, awesome! So yeah. it's usually like a couple month turnaround from what people will see live at the comedy. Yeah, store. so it takes. Uh, there's like a a couple things that happens uh, after we film it. Obviously, editing takes a while, but um, we we chop up the sets and send them to the comics to get their approval to make sure that they're right. good to go. Right, right. Since it is improvised and they're being raw like I never want to take advantage of like somebody being like oh, I don't like how I looked well, no, in that of course. situation it's, it's you know just like podcasting and stuff oh, like yeah. that too like I always make sure that I send stuff you guys will each get a copy of this before it goes out but be be vigilant because I got to drop this on Monday. Hilarious. Um, you don't listen. Yeah, everything's staying in. Right? <laughs> you don't have to, we're not divas. You don't got to cut anything out, dude. I whip out my sack right now and be like, leave it in. In, in, in California, that works. So that, that, that's all going in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all going in. But speaking of, uh, this will come out on Monday. But uh, you must have. This is your first kid. Yeah. Your wife's first kid. This mm -hmm. is your first Mother's Day coming up on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Wow. I got to figure one. it out. You got to figure dude. this wow. shit out. Yeah, it's yeah, a big yeah. one. I mentioned, I mentioned, this is how dumb I am. Like, I mentioned, like, oh, yeah, I got to get some for my, my mom. My wife goes, 
Yeah, and I'm a mom now too. I'm like, oh no. Yeah, I said it right in front of her. I was like, oh, you are. You are a mom. I forget that I'm a dad. I forget that I'm a dad. It's so weird, like to be like, I'm a dad. It's like, I just still is blowing my mind that it's (laughs) happening. Well, I mean that, but here's the way you play it off. I've I've done this five years now. Please tell me. Play it off now. Now you now you're just like, oh, I had some the whole time. I was just throwing you off the scent. Yeah. Okay. Ah, That's a good line. Yeah. 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 You can use that. I wanted it to be a surprise. She, I did that one time, and she goes, "You're not that good of an actor." I was like, "Ooh, (laughs) (laughs) ooh, yikes!" You know, I started Uh, a feature length (laughs) film, right? (laughs) Ooh, the scent did not work. That's amazing. I'll just say massages are really are really good gifts. And then honestly, oh, not about it. And then taking that's, the kid for that day. That's a great one. That's brilliant. All right, I'll have to have Babe, her. you know what you got yesterday? Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> I'll, I'll not share the link with her to this one for a few weeks after this. <laughs> oh, don't worry. Our wives aren't watching this. <laughs> yeah, I know, totally. They stopped watching this years ago. <laughs> my wife actually stopped watching concerts, uh, my concerts years ago. Yeah. Like, she'd oh, yeah. show up to like one at the beginning of the cycle and she's like, all right, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'll invite my wife to the shows that are important to me now. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. If I'm like, this is a cool venue or this is a cool opportunity. Like I'm, I'm about to do in July, I'm gonna headline um, a night in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, awesome. We've both never been to Hawaii. Like we're literally, we're gonna make sure like her family's helping us out and they're gonna watch the baby and we're gonna go to Hawaii together and like that's an that's opportunity awesome. where, yeah. yeah. We're, and let's we're be honest, she's not there for the set. She's there for Hawaii. Like, yeah. You just happen to be there. I know. You don't have to break this down to me. I know Hawaii is the real headliner of the weekend. Uh, absolutely. I'm Hawaii's opener. <laughs> Going back to like doing what we love though, right? It's like you get those opportunities. Every once, every once in a while, you'll get those opportunities to have kind of a vacation around your job. Work and play. Oh, 100%. Like, isn't, that, isn't that fucking wonderful? It's amazing. It's like... Anytime that, I mean, I'm like, I say all the time, like, I'm so freaking grateful, like, just to be able to do what I love and not be stuck in a situation where I'm not able to to chase my dream. Because a lot of people, you know, like, they get certain responsibilities too early in life, and then they're like, what if I would have done that? Like, what if I would have made a different decision? So, like, I'm, like, super grateful to... Yeah, to, to be able to, to be, be pursue and struggle all of it, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah, one of our work cruise ships, everyone would say, ah, you're not working, you know what I mean? But it's like, you know, I'm still like, there's I put a lot of pressure on myself to have good shows and whatnot, but yeah. they're like, it's just a two week vacation, man. You're like, I guess, but like, I don't have fun all the time, because I'm like, I really want it to be an awesome show. Yeah, there's right. all this peripheral stuff, but it is kind of like, I love doing the, my, my, I don't want to be on the beach. I want to be in the club part of the cruise ship doing right. comedy, you know, like that. Working. I couldn't care about that beach shit, you know. I just want to tell jokes. It's a good jokes. thing you came from the Midwest then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I beach. You're by the beach all the time. <laughs> exactly. yeah, like, I live in LA. I live in an ocean. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. You people from Pennsylvania, sure, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love that. I think that's a good note to end this uh, chat on until we play a little bit of pool here in a second. Oh, I'm but, stoked. Yeah. Oh my yeah. Speaking of things we get to do that we love, right? Yeah. Uh, like that, that's really cool. Pleasure meeting you guys both. Let's, let's play a little pool. Everyone go check these funny motherfuckers out um, everywhere. Where are you, you guys' uh, uh, Instagrams and social media? is probably the easiest to find you, right? Yeah. I'm at Banana Chowski on Instagram. You're, Handle is Banana Chowski. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super easy. <laughs> banana Chowski. It's my last name, is Banana Chowski. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. And I'm Jeremiah Stand Up on all social media. Jeremiah Stand Up. It's all one word. Uh, 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, jeremiahwatkins.com for tour dates and got a couple great podcasts, Scissor Bros and Jeremiah Wonders. And yeah, always putting a lot of stuff out on, uh, on the internet, so fun follow. Awesome, man. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. As always, cheers. And that'll just about do it for this week's episode of Drinks with Johnny. Thanks to Jeremiah and Peter for coming down to the house and being on the show. It was really great to get to know them a little bit uh, outside of just their comedy, which is great. I love their comedy. They're a couple of really, really funny guys. It was a lot of fun. We had some great laughs. We got to talk a little bit about sports and wrestling, which for me, I mean, that's that's kind of the best, as you, as you uh, regular listeners know. I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of just getting to know these guys and hearing it straight from the horse's mouth, what they're like uh, outside of just their comedy, which is great. So make sure you guys are checking out Jeremiah Watkins and Peter Banachowski's, uh, uh, their career as it continues to grow. These are a couple of really great dudes. I am so happy to call them friends now. Uh, we got a lot of great guests coming up soon, so make sure you're following the podcast right here. And uh, without, and that's pretty much it this week, I guess. So uh, as always, till next time, cheers. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little little taste of it right down to the shaky microphone and all <laughs> and my name's bob and my name's patrick and usually we're joined by tom tom's the best tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work but we talk about decidedly not so grown-up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like so that could be the latest shows uh revisiting classic material talking about the new classics um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love, or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that, that uh, has impacted your life uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers, think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast.